tucked in. Cause you are now in bed with Dr. Sue. Hi guys. Welcome to In Bed with Dr. Sue. As you know, I'm your host, Sue Storm. I hope this finds you all very well and happy. Tonight, we're taking a retrospective look at the British Broadcasting Corporation, one of the oldest media companies in the world, bringing us such classics as Coronation Street and Doctor Who, among many, many others. You know, we all love the BBC. Yeah, I know, I had to do that, as cheesy as that was. Um, you know, you wanted, if you have wine, I would suggest you have some with that cheese, because we were all screwing around with that this afternoon. Anyway, no, 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 no. Tonight, my guest is the BBC dealer herself, Miss Nima. You've heard her ads here on InBed, and she was kind enough to come in and educate us on tonight's version of BBC, Big Black Cock. But before we get to dark-skinned penises and the pale peckers that adore them, we have birthdays, and tonight in honor of Valentine's Day, um, which is actually, yeah, I never even thought of that, it's like two days away, I thought it would be fun to change brag bites to love bites so that you could all send in Valentine's wishes. So tonight we have both brag bites and love bites. And i got to tell you guys, Mia, one of you ladies received not one, but two poems. And unfortunately, Naima, the Irish dick sucker is not tonight's poet. I told him to send one in, but he didn't. Way to go, you Dublin dillhole. Um, when I come back, we're just going to run to, I'm going to do a couple of messages right here. When I come back, it's birthday time. And oh my God, what a bunch of birthdays we have tonight. In the meantime, have a listen to these lovely messages. Whether you'd like to explore the idea of becoming a phone sex operator or are looking to begin or even expand your independent phone sex business, Lynn of Phone Sex Secrets can help. Phone Sex Secrets offers help and advice for PSOs, including articles on everything from Phone Sex 101 and industry news to marketing to how to build your business. White papers are available for purchase and immediate download, including the exclusive Phone Sex Secrets caller survey results, in which nearly 5,000 paying phone sex clients answer questions designed to help you drive your business. Personalized consultation services are also available. Lynn has been featured on Chicago's WGN Radio, ABC's Good Morning America, and elsewhere. She's ready to stand behind you and teach you how to become a phone sex superhero. You can find Lynn on Twitter at Phone Sex Secrets. That's at Phone Sex Secrets. And her website is PhoneSexSecrets.info. Again, that's phonesexsecrets.info. Who wouldn't want more time? Time to make more money or spend with your family? Well, Lisa Jones at Assistant Services is here to give you back that time. Assistant Services is a virtual assistant service capable of handling your email, research, travel reservations, personal appointments, and so much more. Why lose more of your precious time when Lisa Jones at Assistant Services 
can take the menial tasks off of your hands. To find out more about Lisa and Assistant Services, including rates, simply go to assistant-services.org or Lisa's Twitter at assistant underscore SVCS. Take back your time and get on with living with Lisa Jones and assistant-services.org. Hello, this is Mistress Carol. I am an erotic hypnotist, clinical hypnotherapist, and lifestyle dominatrix. I have extensive education and experience in hypnosis and mind control, and I love using your mind to take you into a deep trance experience and let go completely, or enjoy a sexy female-dominated fantasy in the privacy of your own mind. You can experience my hypnosis sessions for free at myhypnoticdomain.com or learn more about me at mistresscarol.com. Hello, this is Hypnotic Haley. Remember that name as it is going to be replaying inside of your mind over and over again. Google it. Fall deeply down the spiraling hole that is my bliss. Surrender has never felt so good. All for Haley. HypnoticHaleyStore.com and Patreon.com slash HypnoticHaley. We're back, guys. And yes, indeedy, it's birthday time. Yay. But before we do birthdays, i got a quick shout-out. I'm just going to say hi to Lee and Bear. And I also want to say hi to Greg, who's going to be listening later. Um, let's see. I want everybody to grab a drink. Let's cheer on these wonderful folks to have a fantastic year, as I know they all will. The sweet wonder that is Valencia has her birthday today. Happy birthday, Valencia. Um, who else have we got here? Coming up tomorrow, it's Flawless Heather's birthday. Happy birthday, Heather. February the 17th is Siren Reina's birthday. And February 20th is the award-winning Mistress Chloe Rose's birthday. February 22nd is a busy birthday, with several of our friends having their born day celebration. Starting with the one and only Tequila Mockingbird, who is joined by both Mistress Mimic and Siren Sarah. Happy birthday, you guys. I received a very special birthday message from our beloved bus pimp, letting everyone know that February 23rd is Mistress Renee's birthday. February 25th, our friend Greg the Hypno Foot Slave is celebrating a big 4-0. Congrats on reaching that milestone, Greg. And instead of cringing at these milestones, you guys, you should really be celebrating because these days not many are making milestone birthdays <laughs> for various reasons. So really celebrate 30, 40, 50, 60, you know, the big 5060, all of it. Celebrate it. Be happy. Because most, cho- most folks don't get a chance to do that. So happy big 4-0, Greg. Now, moving along. Our guest tonight, Naima, has her birthday on February the 26th. And after getting to know her tonight, I would assume that her wish list will be cleared and tributes pouring in for her righteous day of birth. February the 27th is Goddess Blaze's birthday. Happy birthday, Blaze. March 1st is Nix's birthday. March 4th is the incomparable Ms. Polly Bell's birthday. Happy birthday, PB. 
Also on March 4th, another legend in our community is celebrating her birthday, the lovely Ms. Lindsay, SRB. Happy birthday to both of you. And last, but certainly not least, on March 10th, the amazing homewrecking queen, Miss Mindy Madison, will be celebrating her birthday, no doubt, on your dime. Happy birthday to all these amazing people. Here's to another year around the sun. Be sure to hit up In Bed with Dr. Sue and click on birthdays. Select the month that you want, and that's where you'll find all these fantastic folks and their wish lists and tribute links so you can make their birthdays even happier. Or, if you want, you can hit contact if you want to sign up your birthday. After these messages, I'm going to be right back. Obey. Surrender your mind for life. The harder you struggle, the deeper you fall under my spell. Serve me, Mistress Kiara, certified hypnotist at hypnosisfemdom.com. Well, come on, let's see it. Drop your pants. Show us what you have to offer. <laughs> Isn't that all? At RateMyTinyPenis.com, your pindic will be seen by hundreds of unique visitors each day, all of whom have the ability to rate your tiny member and leave a comment to tell you exactly what they think of it. Can you imagine the humiliation and exposure you'll experience? Well, why just imagine it when you can make it a reality? And the best part? Everything is 100% free. You're welcome, Shrimp Dick. Now go on over to Rate My Tiny Penis right now and submit us your most pitiful, disgusting dick pic. For all the world to see. What up, world? This is the cock. Kate too cocky, and you're in bed with Dr. Sue. Go check out my new album, Spice Walker, at cockavelli.bandcamp.com. Yeah, Cocky, we love you, Cocky. By the way, Cocky's new album, Spice Cadet 2, just dropped, and you can pick it up on SoundCloud. Just look for, on SoundCloud, Cocky Got Bars with a Z on the end. Okay, so as you guys may or may not be aware, I created a new segment on the show called Brag Bites. Brag Bites are a way for everybody to spread love and gratitude to their friends and colleagues in the sex industry and beyond and beyond. Um, I just think that in the atmosphere that we're all living in globally at the moment, with the never-ending hate, ridicule, and trolling, that we can all use hearing good things about each other. Well, for this show only, I decided, because Valentine's Day is only a couple days away, that I would change it to Love Bites, just this one, so you could send Valentine's wishes. And boy, did I get some balls, brag slash love bites for this show. Here's the rub, though. <laughs> Every one of the ladies who hinted on Twitter on their Twitter timelines that they wanted a love bite didn't get one. You boys have dropped the ball. And ladies, you need to do some serious smackdown on their asses. Because the bar has been raised. After the show, 
all the brag bites are put on the website for everyone to read as well. But all brag bites and today love bites are done secretly so that you get to hear them here first. All right, part of the deal in this is that I don't read anything that comes in for me. However, I'm making an exception this once, just because it's Valentine's Day. Um, you know, I love you guys, but this is not for me. This is for you guys. Um, but I will read, I will start the ball rolling today with one that I got from my beloved. And he didn't, he asked that what I would do is not read it until now. Like he had me not read the email till just now. So here is what Tony said. Take a bow, my dearest. You deserve it because you earn it. I'm so grateful for our fateful connection. Thanks to your bright mind and even brighter spirit, our every conversation fills me with joy. You dominate, stimulate, and most of all, fascinate, because you are the best, the beautiful, the only Maleficent, my queen supreme. Happy Valentine's Day. Love your Tonester, your Diaval, your Lovey Birdie, your devoted Chef D. Yours, all yours. Uh-huh. Thanks, Tony. Uh, you know I love you more than my luggage. And I'm always touched by every word you write to me, but more so by this one that was so incredibly sweet. Moving on, though, because I know there's a lot of you guys that are sitting there drooling, trying to find out who's getting what, and I'm telling you, these are just epic. Okay, first love bite, should say second love bite, that goes out today is going out to the lovely, i got to get a drum roll on this thing, Angela St. Lawrence, who will be on the next show, by the way. You ready? This is your message, Angela. Mistress Angela has me wrapped around her little finger, her high heel, and anywhere else she likes. She is nurturing and controlling. She is making me into the best slave I can be, so that she can have a slave worthy of her amazing self. She is always ready to help me perfect my obedience. She is wonderful. And that comes from the puppet prince. Isn't that nice? These are so lovely to read. Okay, the next love bite is for Contessa Aspasia. And her bite says she has a wonderful combination of confidence, intelligent, intuition, skills, experience, creativity, humor, integrity, sincerity, and she cares for others. She's challenged my long, hard-wired ways of thinking, teaching me a lot about myself and the world around me. She strengthened my desire for new experiences. She's had such a positive influence on my life in such a short period of time. As a result, I'm seriously more confident, I'm sorry, more content, confident, and happy with my life. I hope that I can continue to learn more from her. The biggest surprise for me is how she's shown me how BDSM can be therapeutic and, as a result, positively improve my life. I'm so fortunate to have met her and just want to take this opportunity to thank her. And that sweet message was from Chris. 
Our next bite is for Rosy Kitten and Pup Cadet. And I know Pup's in chat right now. Okay, Rosy Kitten and Pup Cadet, you ready? Oh, my twee loves, where do I begin? First, you were my friends. You listened, you laughed, and you cried with me. Then you became my girls. First you, my twee bratty kitten. And our space cadet soon followed. You trusted me to teach you. You entrusted me with everything that mattered to you both. And some things that didn't, but mattered to me. And you honored me with your submission. Now, you are my pets, my girls, and my wives. It will soon be three years since we've set up house together, and these three years have been the best I've known. I don't know that I can claim to be the happiest domain in the world, but when we are together, I certainly feel like it, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you. And that is Love Abby, a.k.a. Mix Fetish Force. Mixed fetish. Oh, God, did you have to put those two together? Mixed fetish fortune. Tongue tire here. Ah, and she's not tearing up. Yeah. You're tearing up. You know you are. Thanks, Abs. Okay. Now I have a bite here for our very own Sir Beast himself, who is actually sitting listening to us in, um, he's in the queue right now. That's how he listens in so that he doesn't get bumped off. I know you're hearing me, Beastly. Your message is, you have to know I don't normally do these things. And by that I mean flowery declarations. But you came into my life long after I gave up hope of having a relationship, and you refused to let go, even though I was convinced it wouldn't work because I'd screw it up. I have no doubt that you'll be around for the long haul. To my confidant, my hair puller, my lap pillow, to my sir, I love you and thank you. And that is, of course, from your sweet sissy Sarah. Thank you for sending that in, Sarah. That was very, 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 very nice. So, I mean, these things are so great to get and read. Ugh. Okay, we have another one. We have lots. Another love bite goes out to Empress Ivory. Your message is, there are so many people I could mention, but let me introduce Ivory to people who don't know her already. Besides being cute, every indication I have seen is that she is ethical, decent, funny, hardworking, and smart. And that was from Mark Goodpet. Thank you for sending that in, Mark. Okay, our next bite is for Mistress Peyton, and her message is, I came to know Peyton from a phone site over five years ago, and we have become real-life friends and traveled through so many experiences together. Peyton is an exceptional friend, and as a mistress, is a creative force who can wield her power and sexual force that amazes and inspires me anew. Any submissive or domain is fortunate to get to work with her and know that you have an ace with her in your hand. You are appreciated and loved so much, Peyton. I, have to, I would have to second that. Peyton is absolutely amazing. We love you. And that 
was from the lovely queen, oh, sorry, therapy queen Jenny. All right. The last love bites, and there's a few of them. But they are all for Dominic Chiara, now known as the hypnofemdom since Twitter, sir, so I shouldn't say it was Twitter, some billhole knocked her account out. Anywho, our wonderful Dominic Chiara, you know that you have some things here. Yeah. Because I, 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 I let her know in DM on Twitter. You better show up because there's a few here. You got three plus. Okay. Here's the first one. Dominic Chiara has been blowing my mind for 10 years. Her power and intellect are unmatched in my eyes. Mistress is a master at mind fucking, and no man is immune to her powers. Despite my best efforts at resistance over years, I think over the years, I inevitably succumb to her and am falling deeper every day to her influence. Mistress's mind is unmatched. That one, Kiara, was from AP. Now you have another yummy treat here. Um, okay, here's your next one. What can I say about Mistress Kiara? She goes by Hypnofemdom on Twitter. <laughs> Figure out who this is. This is so good. It's so easy. <laughs> Only because he's promoing you while he's talking in this. <laughs> oh, we love you. But has a full network of sites on which she can be found. See what I mean? Since this is for Valentine's Day, this a Valentine edition of the podcast, I guess I'll brag about how she helped me to get over my terrible loneliness on this day by setting me up with not one, but two girlfriends. You ready for this? Two girlfriends. I am officially going out with a pair of her socks. (laughs) You rock, dude. Complete with supervised worship sessions. What more could anyone ask for? Could a wedding be in our future? I guess it's up to them, since I had to promise to do anything they want. (laughs) <laughs> and that, of course, was from Davros. Honestly, D, that was epic. <laughs> oh, he's having an affair with your socks. That's too good. Okay, this is the last one, right? This is the last one. But this is so epic. You guys are going to love this. Okay, our last love bite for Kiara. And for all the love bites on the show, as I just said. Um, seriously, it's raised the bar for future brag bites, but I, I'm not, don't ever think there's pressure because when it comes to speaking from your heart, you don't worry about it, but these are just so good. Okay. You ready? Trey. She's in your head now. Nothing you can do. You'll be a whole new person once she's finished working on you. That male pride of yours, you can kiss that goodbye. There's no way to resist, but you're welcome to try. A read of her blog or a glimpse of her soul, and mistress will have you surrendering all. She will brainwash you slowly, you might not be aware. Her mind is superior, the game is not fair. You don't stand a chance, you're just like the rest. Seduced and defeated, by Mistress Chiara, the best. Mistress Chiara straightens her tiara 
as she rubs her feet in the dirt. Her lucky little bitch can worship her feet, but she's going to make it hurt. No clean feet for you, you weak little mutt. You'll do as you're told and keep your mouth shut. When she needs your tongue, she'll give the instruction, and then you will feel the extent of her destruction. You'll lick the dirt from her soles. You've sunk now so low. You eat every mud chunk from between every toe. She tells you you don't deserve my clean feet. You deserve all this filth and for me to be mean. When you finish cleaning and your tongue is now sore, mistress just rubs them in the dirt some more. Clean them again, bitch you hear mistress say, and all you can do is whimper and obey. Tell me that's not amazing. And both of these amazing poems were from Superman Toe Wimp. STP, this was unbelievable. Very creative, very clever. You guys are amazing with these things. Thank you to everyone who submitted a love bite or a brag bite for today. You'll see all of them up on the site tomorrow. It's never too early to get your Brag Bites in for the next show. Just go to InBedWithDrSue.com and click on Brag Bites. Now, if you have issues with any of the email forms on InBed, and it happens because they're glitchy, um, you can always just copy and paste the info and send it to the email that I have posted on each one of them just in case. Also, I've installed a capturing system so that everything you all submit using the forms, even if they screw up, I can still grab. So nothing's lost. So get those brag bites in for the next show, which is March the 12th. Now, when I come back, I'll be joined by our guest of honor this evening, Naima, the BBC dealer. I suggest if you have any questions, you call in now and get in the queue. 657 383 Zero zero three one. You must have known that I was way out of your league when we got married. Remember how at our wedding my college boyfriend was there? Derek, the six foot four basketball player? Did you really think it was over between me and him? And while you were busy and hard at work, I could be a lady of leisure, staying at home and sucking and fucking Derek's huge black cock. But there's no need to feel left out. From now on, you're going to get Derek ready to fuck me by getting down on your knees and sucking him. Why don't you give me a call? My name is Goddess Erico, and you can find me only on Night Flirt. I know just how much you crave the feel, the taste of Big Black Cock, the anticipation, the heart pounding, and the palm sweating that happens as you wait for the sight of that hard black cock. Knowing that you will be used with no regard for you or your sexual needs. 
It's all about that big black cock and how you can service it. Now call me and admit it. You need big black cock. Goddess Natasha, 1-800-863-5478, extension 9531839. Visit me at worshipnatasha.com. When you white boys first landed on the coast of Africa, you were mesmerized by big mandingo black cock. In the middle, you hanged black men from trees for even looking at white women because you knew your women needed big black cock. In the present, chickens have come home to roost. White cuckolds are on their knees, holding back the ankles of the women they love and desire and offering them up to big black cock so they can be bred and seeded, so you can listen to your women quiver and convulse in pleasure while hearing them groan and scream in octaves you've never heard before. This is more than lust. This is evolution. As the ozone decreases and UV rays increase, the human race will evolve. That's why black men are blacking your women, breeding your women, and creating a darker race for tomorrow. Chickens have come home to roost. You know that your women need big black cock, and now you white boys need it too. This is Naima, the BBC dealer. Visit my website, worshipbigblackcock.com, to hear the truth that Becky can never tell you. She's sassy, she's brassy, but more than anything, she knows her shit. And her shit is reminding you boys just how much you want those big, beautiful black cocks. So if you will, please welcome my guest, the BBC dealer herself, the lovely Naima. Hello, my daughter. Hey, Dr. Sue. How are you? How's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, girl. Happy Black History Month. Indeed. Yes, indeedy. We are for the culture, always. Yes, Wakanda forever. (laughs) You know, I still haven't seen that. I have got to see that movie. I still haven't seen it. I get the whole, yes. I just have to see it. I swear to God. So, okay, you are here to school us all on... Not it more or less kind of like the history of where this came from and why you guys are just so intensely in love with Black Cock. School mm-hmm. us, baby. Oh, my God. Well, these white boys, basically, that's all I talk about. All I talk about is Black Cock screwing white boys, Black Cock screwing white girls, screwing your wife. That's all I do. <laughs> Dish down. I'm busy as hell. And these white boys, they call me, and sometimes they're so excited, they feel like it's like their voices are quivering and they're mm-hmm. gasping for breath. and They're <laughs> asking all these questions. Naima, why do I like BBC so much? And I just tell them, well, I don't get into the history because the history is probably going to make some of their dicks fall flat, but I tell them that it's in their genetic makeup. They love hearing that stuff. <laughs> they do. <laughs> But, but, oh, let's but be the history real is a lot here. more sinister than that. But yeah, the history you know, you the is important. 
The history is important. Um, the thing with Big Black Cock, some Big Black Cock, just to get it out of the way, it's just gorgeous and big and brown and smooth and veiny, and it just looks good and juicy. We'll just get that out. But it's some of true. it, I think. Uh, I will give of, you that. How do you know, Dr. C? Oh, because <laughs> I, I tend to exclusively stick with darker penises myself. <laughs> I, I'm kind of partial to them. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know. I remember you said you just liked the what? I think it was the way they moved or something like that, right? No, you know what it is? I will be uh, The things that I have noticed just, and this is just observation, if you and you can do you can and granted porn let's not go by porn so much but you can do this with porn because as we all know Ooh. porn is extremely exaggerated and you're only going to see the biggest cocks in the world in porn but mm-hmm. there is a distinct difference between the way a black man fucks and the way a white man fucks now that may be racist don't care it's true there is a primalness that is missing in white men and not like okay let's not go down the road of you know it being a negative thing it's not this is the reason why white men fear all blacks male or female Mm -hmm. because they're better sorry (laughs) and they know it That's the problem, though. They know it, and it freaks them out. That's where white fragility is coming from. Mm -hmm. I've had people get pissed off with me for that opinion, and I don't give a shit. (laughs) You never do. Hey, you do you. (laughs) You And I always do. With a lot of the guys who are calling for BBC, and I haven't directly asked them, I'm going to start asking the ones that I have a good relationship with, I wonder if they think that it's more humiliating that they're sucking a big black cock. I'm and sure I think it is. part of Yeah, you know, I think part of the reason for that is okay, part of it is the size. Let's say it's bigger. Let's say it's more virile and even though it's bigger, it can last in tight warm spaces a lot longer. So there's mm-hmm. that part, the physical part of looking at it and knowing that it's larger. Mm-hmm. But then I wonder with a lot of them if there's a little bit of racism in there. Yes. Do they think it's bad or lowly that they're sucking a cock of somebody they think is more, mm, or let's put inferior? He might be superior in terms of primal things like sex, but do they consider him inferior? And is that why they find it more humiliating? I think for some of them, that's the truth. I think yep. that's part of it for some of them. Um. Some of them just want to have a good time. They just want to talk to me. You know what? I could be talking about any color of dick. They just want to hear your voice and the way that you're saying things. Oh, that, and that goes when without, you really, I mean, because you're talking about a guy who's in the mood. He's, not, if, he's in a certain mindset. We get that. But if we pull back and look at it as a cultural thing, and we have mm-hmm. to because that's part of race play, because as we know, mm-hmm. the, the whole you start getting into bedroom race play, now we are getting into serious race issues. So if you're talking cuckolding, you have a black alpha male who is definitely going to put mm-hmm. that little white husband place. And they want that. 
but you're right. Is it coming from? Is this coming from ancestral slave ownership? Are you there for? I I make my guys when I talk to them. I will tell them, you need to be out there doing this. This is your way of doing reparations. I don't care. Exactly. Get on your damn knees. Get on your fucking mm-hmm. knees. Atone for the sins of your ancestors. Yep. I don't care if you've done anything. That doesn't matter. And why I will berate the white race, and yeah, I'm white, duh. Why I will berate the white race over any other, I don't have a problem. I had, the funny thing was I had a guy who called up not that long ago, um, black gentleman, and he wanted me to rip the shit out of him racially. I had trouble <laughs> doing it. I'm like, okay, I'm, it's easier for me to rip what do you want me to say? This is, but, but you got to remember, it goes both ways. It's the same as, oh, all black men have big dicks. Bullshit. I was talking to a gentleman once. He's six foot five. I, I felt so bad for this guy. He goes, imagine being me. He goes, I'm beautiful black. I am six foot, I think he's like six foot three. He goes, I have huge feet, huge hands, and I have a four-inch penis. He goes, do you have any idea what it's like for a woman who looks at me Tries to get me in the bedroom. I drop my drawers, and she's just like, what? I've been chipped. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have to have a hysterectomy by mistake. Oh. Right? Oh, sweetie. I know. <laughs> and, yes, there oh. are black cuckolds. I know people can't get that their heads wrapped around that either. There's black gentlemen who are cuckolds. And the funny thing is, a lot of them are cuckolds to other black gentlemen. Which oh, yeah. that I thought was, yeah. when I was talking to a few of them, I was like, "This is so cool." <laughs> but but so that's don't, the book we did. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking like we tend to we have to generalize because of course there's going to be exceptions to every rule, but I still think when I talk to these guys, what they're saying to me is one is visual. They love uh-huh. the look of the darker skin, especially when it's wet, because it has that, oh. they, they love the wet, because it has a beautiful sheen mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, we like the yeah. shine. It's just a I talk one more about shea. <laughs> when he calls for his fantasy, I'm always like, he's got shea butter all over his body. <laughs> totally. You got it. Yes. In, we can't have ashy skin. Come on now. <laughs> no, we cannot have any ash. No ash. Um, but yeah, getting back to the that. history, the the book, the book, the um, a mind of its own, the history of a penis. It has a whole chapter, basically about black cock. This is a nonfiction book. It's not pornographic. It's not erotic. And the title of that chapter is the measuring stick. <laughs> kind of has two meanings: the measuring stick. As in, is black cock bigger? But the way that he's framed it is black cock as a measuring stick um, for how sophisticated a person is on the scale of humanity. Um, Back in the day, at least, in European culture, when they were introduced to black cock, they, of course, identified that, generally speaking, black cock is larger. But then they twisted it and they said that the black man's cock is larger because his brain is smaller and the white <gasps> man's cock is smaller because his brain is bigger. Are you serious? Oh, my God. 
I'm holy crap. Morgan, primal, sex is animalistic, sex is sinful. This is back in the day. Well, yeah, of so course. The bigger talking, problem, yeah. the more primal you are, the more sinful you are, the more lowly you are, the more bestial you are. And that kind of ties into, I think, the whole cuckolding thing. Even mm-hmm. without knowing the history, I think a lot of men think that black men, penis size aside, have this primal urge, just what every white woman they can see, just want to fuck the guts out of them. There's this idea that the black man is hypersexual. And I find a lot of times when I'm talking with these guys, the hypersexuality is turned up and anything else is turned down. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I do, like, for instance, I do a lot of, of um, audio MP3s. They sell usually pretty well. I know what sells now. Um, one of my lowest selling but quality ones is sucking your black boss's cock. And I mm-hmm. think the reason that that one is not selling so much is because I framed it where the black man is his superior at work because he's more qualified, he's more intellectual, and then I turn it with the cock sucking. But they're not interested in that. What they want is um, BBC gangbang, basketball. Uh, mm-hmm. They are gang bang. Locker room lust is just popping off. They love that. So they just want the primal stuff. Uh, that's well, yeah, because anything else is going to make them. Anything else is going to make them have to look at themselves. I mean, I will occasionally knock them down and go, "Okay, why does it have to be black? They don't like it when I do this, but I don't care. So why does it have to be black? Why can't it be a large white cock? What is the deal with that? And I never get a straight answer." Because they're faced with, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. They're stuttering, yeah. With me, they usually tell me the first answer that I get is uh, size. It's just bigger. But I also get requests for things like 14-inch black cocks. And that's fine because, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's all just fantasy. But I'm like, 14 inches, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> right. First of all, you guys, just so you know, the, the female vagina is only so long no matter what fucking color you are. So when you get into, oh. like, I would say past 10, all you've got is a whole bunch of dick left over that ain't going to go anywhere. <laughs> it's just kind of a drag. Diagrams I see on Twitter, it looks like the dick will just go up in the rib cage, according to the diagrams I see. <laughs> No, I actually feel bad for those guys because I've talked to some of them, too, and they're like, okay, the problem is I can't get a date because as soon as I drop my pants, they go, oh, hell no, and walk out of the room. Or, you know, like he said, it's just it's, it's not as much fun for huge cocked guys when you're getting, I'm talking huge, like, you're, like I said, over 10 inches, because now you're getting into either you're not going to get laid or there's just so much of you left over. They don't know what it's like to bury to the balls. Nope. I guess unless you fuck an animal, which is disgusting. But, like, I'm just saying, like, you're not going to be able to bury up to your balls when you're that long. It's just not going to happen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then something that I've noticed, just going back to this theme of primal and animalistic and stuff, you know on Night Flirt that incest and bestiality are not allowed. I don't get a lot of re- for that, but I have guys veering off on that kind of thing. They talk about the big black cock, and I stop them. They talk about it, and then they say some shit. You might hear them say something like gorilla meat, or one guy oh, started God. talking about. I'm like, come on, boo. 
So how did you go from Big Black Cock to talking about stallions and gorillas? Like, this because is the kind this of is, stuff. again, yeah. this will be coming from your white folk who don't understand. Like, okay, here's a classic. What happened in Virginia with the, mm. with the governor, okay? Yeah. With this whole, oh, well, I did blackface back then, and now I've learned. And I sat, I I sat here with my husband, and I went, did you ever, because we were both going at the same time, I said, have you ever in your life thought that blackface would be okay? Like, just, like, have you ever, like, and he goes, like, no, it's never even crossed most people's minds to do it, because you know it's offensive. So you start getting into gorilla? Are you kidding me here? Yeah, and there was this one guy, he's like, he called me, he goes, you know, uh, I don't tolerate the N-word. If they, some will drop it and I'll, I'll curb them and they'll usually go ahead with the call. But there's one, he called me, I'm like, that word. So he writes me a couple of weeks later, he says, you should do a financial domination uh, line. This is via email. You should right. charge $10, $10 a minute and you should allow us mm-hmm. to use the N-word. I'm like, is it that important to you to use the N-word that you want to pay $10 a minute just so you can drop that? That's not financial domination. That's trying to make me thinking you can buy me out to do something I don't want to do. But, yeah, there's some problems around around that. Oh, um, my God, there's a lot of problems around all of it. You know, I, I kind of wish I could hear from more um, black males I don't think that Master Blackrod is a, a sex worker per se, but I know he has some ideas around, like, for instance, the spade, the term spade. And uh, the, the spade, spade to me is off the charts. I, I, when I saw that starting in the cuckold community, I wanted to barf. I was just like, you yeah. cannot tell me that this is okay. And if you're a white woman and you're tattooing this on yourself, you, I'm sorry, you're a fucking cunt. Because you are just buying into <laughs> bullshit that Becky said was okay. That's such a classic. Mm-mm. So, mm-hmm. no, the spade is not okay. You can say a spade is a spade because that reference has to do with a shovel. Okay? There's certain, this is what I'm saying. You guys need to do your research. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, one, I think, I don't know if he was a, a black porn star, I don't know, a black gentleman on Twitter posted an article, um, something like the history of the spade. And of course, there's a call in a spade, a spade. But then it says that in around the 1940s, they started using spade as a derogatory term uh, towards a black person. Yep. So sometimes when you're using these, these, these words, this kind of lexicon, you have to see what time period did it come into it. Mm-hmm. Like if it started happening in the 40s or the 50s or something in America, there's a lot of racism. And then another thing that I don't understand is if the black bull, we'll talk about that if you want to later, if the black bull is a spade, how mm-hmm. did the white woman be queen of the spades? Based on what? Mm-hmm. Her skin color? Exactly. <laughs> she queen? Why? She because be queen. She's, she will only fuck black men. That, that's, a, that's what it's supposed to represent. And it's supposed to be, okay, so that lets, you, that lets a black man know that, he, that she's open to fuck him. Uh-huh. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know, yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of stuff. But I, 
I also have some guys who call me. Seriously, I think they just like the size. They just like the color. I don't think it has a whole bunch of, like, nuance behind it. They just like a big black dick, and that's what I talk about. And I think if I was the big white cock dealer, they'd probably still call me. Uh, But there's some calls that I get that are problematic. But then again, there's some guys who are just having fun. They want to put on their little panties. They want me to describe like the big muscular black man and his big dangling dick. And and it's just fine. It's just eroticism. It's just imagination. So I don't know. I think some of my callers are racist, but I think some of them are just having a good time. But I, I am of the opinion that if you are white and you are breathing, and you are living in North America, you are racist. That's just based on our upbringing and mm-hmm. our schooling. Take a look at what we're, we're taught in totally gloss over an awful lot of stuff that they shouldn't be glossing over because they don't want you to know about it. It's no. like, it's like the, the, um, we're taught when we're little, oh, you don't see color. So you just say, oh, I don't oh. see color. And it's such bullshit. That makes me so mad. That's a phrase that I just absolutely can't stand. It just gives the impression that, number one, you have the right to wipe out my skin color and my heritage and whatever because it may make you comfortable. And number two, it says that we can't coexist the way that we are. Something has to be eradicated. And it's not the racist mindset. It's the color. It just pisses me off. Anyway, yeah, no. So I'm And I here. think all of this is pertinent to what we're discussing, even though, I mean, yeah, I've done a lot of shows on race play and a lot of shows on racism, period. But mm-hmm. this all, it all blends in. And I, and I realize that for a lot of people, you sit there and you go, well, okay, so where's the line in the sand? The problem is when we get into bedroom play, when you get into the sexual realm of things, there is more leeway. Not a lot, but Mm -hmm. here's the thing I would say. If a black man is in your room and he says he wants you to use the N-word, that's okay. Otherwise, it should never come out of a white person's mouth. Done. Yeah. I personally don't even think black should be using it simply because it just keeps the damn word going. But that's, you're not going to. I don't tolerate. It's not that it hurts my feelings. It's just you just get tired. You're like, not this again. That's why I don't tolerate it on phone calls. I know that there are black providers who do allow it, um, Mm -hmm. and that's their choice. Personally, I just don't feel like I don't have to put up with it, so I don't. Um, I mentioned earlier some history about the bull, and based on that same book, there's a short paragraph. Do you want me to read it? I think you guys would be disgusted. No, go for it. Okay, so... Um, the context is there was a scientist doing a study about black people. This is in America. And then this is a quote from the book. It says, as a result, the respondent wrote, there is no physical difference between the furor sexualis of the Negro and that of a bull. Okay, make note Mm. of that. A fact that explained the alarming increase in the number of Negro rapists throughout the South. There is only one logical method of dealing with such criminals, the doctor wrote, castration. Notice the word <gasps> bull. bull, like animal bull. Yeah. And I, yeah, think I don't even like that. I know it gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. I don't know. It's icky to me. You know, I, don't, I don't really so like bull. Behind it. You, don't, you don't even know. Um, 
I don't know, for some reason that word doesn't personally bother me that much in the context of cuckolding and stuff, but it, it almost everything has such a a dirty little history behind it when you look yeah. into it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, I but posted on the a couple other books hand, today on the show page just so that if anyone wants to, if you are white and you want to become an ally, I have just finished reading two absolutely marvelous books. One is called White Fragility, Why White People Find It So Hard to Talk About Racism by Robin D'Angelo. By Robin somebody? Robin D'Angelo. She just, just so Yeah, great. I took it out and I had to take it back because I, I was getting too many late fees and I wasn't getting done. <laughs> well, what's the other book? The other one is How to Be Less Stupid About Race by Crystal Marie Fleming. <laughs> I'll have to read that one. <laughs> and, of course, you know, anything by um, – why am I forgetting her name? Who is the queen who has been teaching every white person since literally the 40s how to deal with racism? Oh, I can't believe I forgot her name. Master Black Rodkins. What's that? White woman. Older white woman. She's in her 80s now. Oh, the one who did the study about the brown-eyed and blue-eyed kids? The brown-eyed, yes. The brown-eyed, blue-eyed, yes. I know who you're talking about. She is absolutely marvelous. Anything by her. You can go on YouTube and watch anything. I am going to get her name. Mm-hmm. It's going to drive me mental. But, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Another really absolutely. good book, and it's not about placing blame on anybody. It's a book called The History of White People. Somebody on Twitter asked me if it was good. I, I couldn't remember her name. Yeah, it's a good read. It's not about place and blame. It just goes um, through history all the way from where the term Caucasian came from and how it's not mm-hmm. accurate and just uh, the expansion of who was considered white in America. Like, for instance, the Irish at one point really weren't given proper rights or Catholics were treated poorly. And it just gets up all the way to the end on, you know, President Obama and what we can do to kind of work things out. So that's a good book. Yeah, Mr. DJ is right. It's Jane Elliott. The brown hey, Elliot, thank you, DJ. Lady. Oh my God, I cannot believe I screwed that up. Thank you, Jane. Mm. I mean, thank you, DJ, for it's Jane Elliot, you guys. Anything by Jane Elliot, please. She will, she will, just can totally school your ass. But she's a lovely mm-hmm. woman and does an enormous amount of work to try and fix this. And is she is? I will tell you, she is absolutely heartbroken at how badly we've regressed. Oh yeah. Because there's no and but when you sit down and you look at it, have we regressed? Have we no. really regressed? Or is this just shit that was all simmering under the surface and has been given the light of day? It was always there, just people got quiet yeah. for a while. I get I get I just kinda of roll my eyes when people, for instance, and I'm not agreeing or disagreeing, are blaming President Trump. President Trump is just, in my mind, a mouthpiece for what a lot of people were thinking for a long time but just couldn't say. Exactly. He's not stopping. He's just the, the mouthpiece. And if he can do it, they think they can do it too. So. And another thing, we really, I'm going to say this, I think in the long run we're going to thank him. Not, I mean, he's, he's still a dickhead, but we're going to thank him. Why? Because by peeling this away – it has now shown us who is and is not racist, very blatantly, more so than, like, like I said, I think we were all in this weird little coma for so many decades thinking, oh, there's people even going, oh, racism is gone. What? 
but like this is this is the way everyone was thinking. This is what I mean about you know what's his face, the governor. He didn't think what he did was wrong. He didn't think putting black shoe polish on his face, pretending to be Michael Jackson, was wrong. And he just what he just sit there going. Virginia during that time. Maybe it wasn't exactly. wrong. No, no, that's not fair because that was the 80s. You yeah. knew that was wrong in the 80s. Bull. Yeah. It's not like we're talking I, I, 1920 here. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't think we've regressed. I think it's all cyclical. And you know what? Yeah. Just being someone who likes history and stuff, I think that's part of the reason that I do so good with what I do. <laughs> it is because you can give them fact. Oh, it's not even that. It's like I take it and I know exactly what their buttons are to go ahead and push the buttons, so I push them. Mm-hmm. So I don't do usually think, educate. Though, them. Do you think that because this has become a thing, such a big thing, this whole now that we are BBC? Has this now taken a black man and reduced him to nothing but his penis? I think in the eyes of a lot of people who don't have a personal relationship with a black man, yes. Meaning that they don't have a black friend or a black relative or whatever, I think so. Mm. Um, I'll use pornography as an example. And pornography is always an extreme of something. It's not really a... It doesn't really reflect what's considered normal, but a lot of times when you look at these BBC videos, the guy is just like, sometimes I think of of being the porn actress. I'm like, is she in pain? Is she actually enjoying that? Because the guy is just basically grunting on top of her. There's no love making. He's just slam fucking her. And that's um, just this kind of primal athleticism. No love making, no finesse, no nothing. So I think a lot of, actually, I think I had one guy tell me that he was looking out the window and there was like six BBCs in the park. He didn't say black men, there was BBCs in the park. (laughs) That's interesting. Were they flying around? Did they have wings? That's kind of cool. Yeah. Did they just like fly through the air and shove into people's mouths? Because, you know. And we're probably (laughs) running after their dicks trying to catch up with them. I was concerned for the brothers in the park. I hope they got their BBC. <laughs> See, and this is just my point, but but is this just within the realms of sex, or this is and this is what Angela and I are going to be discussing on the next show with taboo fetishes. At what point mm-hmm. do we draw the line? At what point? Now I, now I dig when we're behind closed doors. You should be able to do whatever the hell you want to do as long as everybody's happy and consenting. But yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. BBC? and race play in general not bleed into society outside of those doors and just perpetuate racism? I think it does. I think it does bleed outside of those doors. I remember being in college and hanging out with a man, and there was one, I don't know, Indo-Asian, like a a brown guy, Indian or Southeast Asian. And I remember him writing on his friend's car, on the dust in the car, I love big black cock. And I'm just kind of sitting there looking at him as a brown person. 
and wondering why he finds it so funny in particular to write big black cock when he's brown. So it bleeds out. And this is before I was doing any phone sex stuff. This was college. So mm-hmm. it, it bleeds out across baselines. It bleeds out across how some men are presenting themselves, like they're putting themselves up as bulls. If they want to do that, they can do that. But it's also bleeding across lines uh, with other races. Like, what is so funny in particular as a brown person to write down big black cock as though that's somehow worse than putting I love cock? I, I just kind of like, that just kind of had me a little twisted and conflicted. Like, so why do we does... have to differentiate? <laughs> the but then you're back into, you, black cock does look nicer because it has color. Like, I don't know, like, this is the thing, like, you, you can bat this around forever. Goddess Erico actually brought this up on Twitter earlier today. Like, where do, you know, anyone who's brown, Latin, Middle Eastern, whatever, where do they fit into the equation? Mm-hmm. I've found I that most, anyone who's brown, if we're going to go <laughs> shades of color, anyone who's more brown in those particular areas, tends to Mm -hmm. still obsess over BBC. But what she's saying is she thinks that she or she has found that Asian men have an obsession with big white cock too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the whole obsession with cocks of different colors really kind of comes down to men kind of wanting control over women. And when she goes outside of the race and she's having a good time doing it, you have in some kind of way lost control. And I know Mm -hmm. with a lot of men, loss of control is actually very arousing because it causes anxiety. Um, I have callers who call me, and it's actually not about big black cock. It's about their woman uh, cuckolding them with a Muslim. I mean, he could be a black Muslim, but they don't specify that it's a black man. What they're caught up on is Islam. And now with all of the Islamophobia combined with all Mm -hmm. of the racism, there's a concept that I play with, and I do it for the boys who want it. It's called white genocide. Everybody's probably gasping, but the idea with white genocide is that with all of the interbreeding, that there will no longer be white people and that white people will cease to exist. So it's anybody they find fearful. If they think that blacks are scary, if they think Muslims are scary, I haven't heard anything about Mexicans, but there could be like white genocide caused by Mexicans. So I, I get calls like that too. Well, and and we know that is the basis of white fragility. If you look at the actual reason for, um, there's been several books on this, the actual reason for um, their big pro-life thing, the whole pro-life issue, is because when you look at the statistics, it is white women who are aborting their babies more than anyone else. Therefore, Mm -hmm. if we cut off their ability to abort these babies, we can somehow keep the white race going. Oh, yes. There's a lot of different ways that this stuff is is like infiltrated into your lives, into politics, into government, that are all based on that, but you just don't realize it. They're making it like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's a godly thing. No, it's not. It's because they're afraid of whites 
disappearing. Yeah. They they have a scarcity mentality. They always think that somehow there's not enough for other people and for them, whether it's to have jobs or money or resources or even simply to exist. And I'm kind of aware of that, and I kind of play with all of that psychology and throw it in the call. So, yeah, I'm probably not sounding real sexy right now, but knowing what I know, I'll go ahead and help a white boy bust is not real good. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> you got that right. There's no, And this is the thing, okay. and, and um, I, I'm telling you, the older I get, my nouns are going away. Nouns and names, I'm screwed. Um, anyways, we were discussing this actually earlier on another show, that really, in the end, everybody's allowed to do what they want. So if mm-hmm. you're talking on the phone and you're okay with using the N-word, go ahead. But to mm-hmm. me, I think in the long run, what we're doing, and this is what we're going to discuss in Taboo, is bleeding out into society that probably isn't a good idea. Or is what society about bleeding? What about all this stuff? Oh, like Angela yeah. said, this is what we got into this on Twitter, which is why we're doing the show. Is it not possible that because we are all under, so, and, and she's noticed a trend, that when we're under extremes, which we are right now, the fetishes go more extreme. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the more pressure you're put under, the freakier you get. And you're yeah. more apt to go down these weird roads. Mm-hmm. Which could be another reason you know, why, I think it's almost, you know, BBC is as big as it is right now. I guess it's almost like drug use. I mean, you start off doing a little bit of drugs and then you don't feel anything and then you need more and more and more. and You just mm-hmm. need more and more extreme stuff. And then also in a society where we have more sexual freedom, I think some people feel that they're entitled to have absolute sexual freedom with no limits. And when it comes to things like incest and bestiality, personally, that's a hard limit. I will mm-hmm. I'll shame people for that. But I think oh, people think is, that I, I mean, I, I, am the, I wear the crown of kink shame queen very proudly, and I will keep that solidly on my head. Because at what I am tired of what we're going through right now with this whole everything has to be so fucking politically correct that who's drawing lines here? At what point do you mm-hmm. say, enough, this is getting way too far? I mean, I realize if we're all consenting adults, we should be able to do whatever we want. But pedophilia, incest, sexuality, we got problems, mm-hmm. folks. If you start going down yeah. those those lanes even to me even extreme humiliation isn't good mm-hmm. because most people mm-hmm. cannot compartmentalize it as being just sexual so you're coming out of that feeling like shit which is why i don't mm-hmm. like just the average these average bimbets who are out there your beckys who are out there and by becky guys <laughs> i don't mean just white chicks i'm saying becky as being your little you know oh my god like let's just do it so those mm-hmm. types that oh okay well it's okay just to run a guy into the ground. It's just that's just perfectly fine, and it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If you're making your yeah. living off of just telling somebody they're a loser, you're the loser as far as I'm concerned. That's no. The, what are you doing? How yeah. is that moving someone forward? It's bullshit. It's, it's not too easy. Consider it domination. And you know, one of the ways that I. 
I'm actually a little bit concerned. One of the ways that I think that black men have been reduced to their penises is sometimes I have requests for um, guys wanting young black, if they're under 18, they're a boy. Mm-hmm. I just kind of have to wonder, would they I have not on, hit that. Are you serious? Would they play on a, a white child? Yeah. In that sexual way? Or do they feel that somehow that the black child is not as innocent to start off with, or he won't be hurt by the fact that he's technically being molested. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I have no children. I actually intend to have no children, but if I had a child, whether it was a black girl or a black boy, I would be concerned. And I would actually be concerned for the black boy just as equally as the black girl. Of course. Because somebody going to look at him Hello? as a sex... Yeah, it's like, is somebody just going to look at him as like some BBC thing to prey on? Because supposedly he's not as delicate. Like, really? I don't know. And and what about the, the, the lovely black women who are being held captive? Hello? That's okay? Yeah. And I agree with that. If they were white women, they would have, he would have been in jail years ago. A long time ago. Nobody cares. Nobody well, cares. I mean, it's coming into light. But people didn't care. They probably just looked at them as little fangirl black girls. Mm, nobody cares. So, yeah. Yeah, and somebody said in chat, a kid is a kid. That That's true. That's the bottom line. That's the and important a kid thing cannot to consent. Do you know that I heard recently, no. uh, again, oh, those three- and four-year-olds, they were turning me on on purpose. I beg your pardon? What? Really? Yes. This is that's the nasty. line of thinking that's there with pedophilia. <laughs> Mm-mm. That's wrong. <laughs> right? That's just nasty. It is, but this is this yeah. is a line of thinking, and this is what I'm saying. Like, and that's why I wanted to make sure when I was talking to Master Blackrod, I was like, okay, the fact that I enjoy having sex with black men does that make me racist? And he said, no, that means it's it's just a preference. That's a preference. Mm-hmm. That's a preference. You see, but at the same time, couldn't it be? Maybe. Couldn't it be viewed as that? On the surface level, it could be, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I think people are allowed to have a preference. I think that if people don't want to date interracially, they don't have to date interracially. That doesn't make them racist. If they do want to date interracially, they can go ahead and do that. That doesn't make them a sellout. I believe that people are allowed to have preferences. That doesn't bother me. But, you know, I find that, like, on the one hand, the world is really kind of, uh, at least right now in North America, kind of twisted up about race. But then on the other hand, we have people pretending that everything's okay. Like, nobody is allowed to say, um, I had a white friend who was actually mad because he would approach brown girls and brown girls would turn him down because they only wanted to date brown boys and he thought it was racist. So we're in a world now where you almost have to pretend like you are not allowed to have any preferences. Or if somebody Definitely, says, I, I agree with that. It's, yeah. Everybody's typically going. like, I will not date a transsexual. <laughs> so everybody jumps on them and says, you're transphobic. Well, everybody right. can have a choice. You know, you see a lot of that. So it's like under underneath, there's this big bubbling stew of racism. And then up top, there's this airy, fairy butterfly stuff going on. <laughs> it's kind of messed up, Dr. Stu. It really is. Like, we are living in one hell of a uh, uh, weird time right now where, I mean, think about it. I was thinking of this the other day. I'm like, do you want to know what you don't see in reruns right now? All in the family. 
Uh, Why not? not? Red Fox? No, that's, uh, he was on it briefly, I believe, but oh, all in the family Bunker. was Archie Bunker. Now, you know, I don't remember, but I know he was And you bigger. wouldn't, but the thing is, you're not going to see that replayed right now because they touched so much on racism because Archie Bunker mm-hmm. was a racist, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You, could, you would never see them rerun those now. People would have no. a heart attack if they saw that shit. You could never get that stuff on the air. But to me, that show actually showed a lot of like positive stuff in the sense of it showed Archie as a typical old white male. <laughs> so everybody's afraid. Like This is the thing. I will always say this because the bane of everyone's existence will be old white men. Whether you're a woman, whether you're leaders, doesn't matter who you are. Old white men are the problem. Always have been, always will be. I don't know. Maybe the next generation. Think of who makes all the laws. Yeah. Who are the ones that are the most racist? Old white men. They all want to go back to 1950 Mm -hmm. when everything was, you know, women knew their place and, you know, blacks knew their place and. Oh, yeah. That's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that the whole BBC thing has anything to do with misogyny? Um, I think so. Um, one thing that I, I, I think about is I think it's probably happening less in the porn industry right now, but I'm sure it's still happening. There are pornographic actresses who refuse to work with uh, black uh, porn porno talent. Once again, people are entitled to have a preference. But mm-hmm. I think part of the reason that those women do not want to work with the black talent is because somehow they will be seen as less, less glamorous, more skanky. Um, they've been devalued. I think sometimes when the guys are getting off on the BBC pornography, they're getting off on the fact that this girl is so dirty. Look at her fucking this big black man. And they're probably not using the word black man. She's such a dirty little slut. Look at her taking that blankety blank. And I think they See, almost like seeing her roughed up and degraded. And that's where I exactly. think sometimes there's misogyny. Yeah. And that's where things yeah. have gotten twisted and cuckolding too. Because too many mm-hmm. of these guys, to me, they're not true cuckolds. They just want to see their women fucked. Whether, yep. and, and again, it depends on the preference, but most of them want to see them fucked by a black guy. And I always say, why does it have to be black? Why? Answer the question why it has to be black. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Because admit it. Just admit the fact that you think that that is somehow degrading your woman. Yep. Plus the fact that they're putting these women, which, which this is supposed to be a female-led relationship, it's supposed to be a female who is running the show, including the bull. Well, they're not doing that. And they're portraying this in porn as this little tiny submissive woman who is just being, mm. you know, dingo, you know, or should say mandingo. Remember mandingo? Mandingo mm-hmm. is in there, you know, taking the woman, taking the, if you want to go back to plantation owner's wife. That's where this is coming uh-huh. from. Uh-huh. It has it nothing is. to do with preference. It has to do with the fact that you want to see your wife in somehow degraded 
in that way. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself these questions, gentlemen. Is this coming from a preference or is it coming from some deep-seated racism that you don't really realize is there? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes with the, the interracial porn, uh, on the one hand, they're looking at this white woman as the ideal white woman, the beautiful white woman, the white woman that she can never, he can never attain as a white man. She's above his level, but then she's being taken down and ground down and made into a dirty little whore. So in the end, it's almost like he's still winning. You might think you're too good for me, but look at you, you dirty little whore. You know, and that's why I think sometimes it is based in misogyny or hatred of women. Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. And yeah, let's let's have the gorilla take the life. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like King Kong. Remember, yeah, exactly. um, I think it was Say years right. ago. People were the little white it was woman LeBron in the hand James. of the big black. Yeah. Yeah, LeBron James was been up Giselle, what's her name, Bunch Howden, and it was kind of like a King Whatever Kong photo, is, yeah. and people were really mad. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. there, there it is right there. Yeah. And it, and it, 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 oh, oh. it you, there's no, it, it's odd to me. It, it, this is what I mean about we're, we're in this weird time where it's good that all this shit is coming to the surface, but at the same time, it's kind of weird to navigate right now. It's a very weird time we're in. Yes. You were going to say something? Um, oh, there's another quote from the book. We could do it later. Oh, but, definitely. you know, sometimes I wonder, like, I, I started phone sex. This is, I think, November was one year, so only a little over a year. And I'm doing well. And I have to wonder if part of the reason that I'm doing well is because of the environment right now. I mean, I work hard, I market hard, I write, and I understand the way that minds work, but I think probably the environment we're in has helped boost my business. <laughs> and, you know, if everything was okay in this world, I probably wouldn't be in business, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I, I think scary, you would have to true. just take a different, you'd have to almost take a different lean. Like, you yes. almost have to be able to go with the flow of whatever the hell is going on, just like Angela is saying, when things get really freaky, men tend to get freakier. Because let's face mm-hmm. it, we don't get a lot of female callers. It just doesn't happen. No. Women don't phone phone sex lines very often. And even the guys mm-hmm. that are on phone sex that are doing phone sex calls are usually doing phone sex calls with other men. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. So... Is that is it a cultural thing? Is it because as a society we are in this weird place that is making a lot of people uncomfortable, and so they're running to these extremes? Don't know. But you gotta wonder: is it just because we're just more aware of it now because of the information age, and people exactly. are just being more That's honest? Another thing. Yep. I mean, it was really easy. I mean, this is where I think that whole, um, the whole mindset of, you know, oh, well, racism, there was no racism. You know, like it, racism was gone. I think because yeah. everyone at that time, was, everybody's been living in their little bubbles. And then, yeah, you're right. The Internet comes out and, and explodes and not necessarily in a good way, but goes bananas. So now that's why you look at it and you go, okay, is it because, 
there's just more of it that we see now and we hear now, or, mm-hmm. you know, is this really a weird, maybe it's not a weird time we're living in. Like, who the fuck knows? Because nothing is ever going to be the same as it was then. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're in a time that's any worse. I think it's just, um, it's almost Louder. like it's cyclical. Yeah, it gets yeah. horrible, it goes quiet. It gets horrible, it goes quiet. Yeah. It's just, we're in the high cycle right now. It's weird. I, it's just because I, I'm i just in awe of the, the stuff that's going on right now. I don't, I don't know why. I just am. I just I can't believe how comfortable whites are with some, like, some of the things you read in those books. Like, I'm just like, you can't be serious. Like, oh, that's crazy. Are you seriously? White chicks are coming up and asking you these questions? Are you kidding me? I just, I, mm-hmm. to me, I think what it is now is the older I've gotten, stupid is really big. I can't deal <laughs> with stupid. And a lot of this stuff that's going on is just common sense stupid. Like, like I said, like the blackface thing. Who in their right mind? I've never thought of doing blackface because you would know it's wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I saw somebody so I post on Twitter. What's wrong with blackface? I don't know what you call it, but it's basically an Asian culture. Like I think a lot of with Korean culture where the guys will have like blonde hair and blue contacts and they're basically trying to look like Californian kids. They're like, how come blackface is wrong? But that is okay. Um, I think really what it comes down to, just to put it in a nutshell, is if you look up the original blackface from back in the day, mm-hmm. blacks were portrayed. It's not about the black paints alone you you were portrayed as like dumb or you're sucking on a watermelon or you're alligator mm-hmm. bait or you look more like a monkey than a man so it's not just the act of painting black that is wrong it's the history it's where it came from so I'll just leave exactly. it at that because there's some people who will bat their eyelashes and honestly be like I don't see what's wrong that's what's wrong mm-hmm because if you, when yeah. you look at it, when you look at movies, for example, let's go back to the 20s and 30s. The reason why you saw whites in blackface was because they would not allow blacks on the damn air. So that's no. why they would do could, this. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't play the venue. If you were doing a, a comedy nope. show, the, the talent couldn't get in the venue. Nope. So, yeah. My parents so it was, have it a, was white, a, per, and they always perpetuate. Have you noticed all of those movies, all of those, the the scenarios that you would get into with these things, always had the the blacks as being stupid, and you know just servant mentality. Yeah, Even when they were yes, portrayed like in black, a dumb rascal, a, a stupid crook, just a joke. Yep. That's part of the reason I've never watched um, Gone with the Wind. When I see Butterfly or whatever her face is, what, her name was oh. Butterfly, I think, just keep it. Oh, I'm like, oh, yeah. God, girl. girl, you need to, like, stab that woman and run away. I, I can't mm-hmm. watch that movie. I've, I've seen parts of it, and I can't watch the rest. <laughs> and everyone being called Mammy. Oh. When I was growing yeah. up, they were going way back. My next door neighbor, who is my best friend, and I don't remember this woman because I think they only had her for a very short amount. She had a mammy. She mm-hmm. had a black woman that would look after, and that's what they called her. And it's just like, 
I can't think of Ow. it now, and I'm like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. They called her. So name. my my heritage is is a Caribbean heritage. My uh, one of my relatives was telling me that they used to show minstrel shows on the television, but not that there wasn't racism and stuff in the Caribbean, but I think with them being the majority, they weren't as aware of it. And they did not realize that these minstrels were actually trying to emulate them as black people. She said that they didn't realize they used to watch the minstrel shows. They didn't realize that that was supposed to be them. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? (laughs) They probably just thought they looked like a bunch of idiots. You're like, what is this foolishness? And I guess part of it is it would have been why is this rather than care? But they couldn't recognize. And I think part of the reason is because the characterization of the black person was so absolutely ridiculous. I can actually kind of understand how they didn't recognize that was supposed to be them. And that makes sense because you know, like you said, if you're in the Caribbean, it's the majority is African American, and you're like, yeah, why, why would you even notice it? You wouldn't. Yeah. So when you're looking mm-hmm. at these, these recordings of minstrel shows, it would just a reason. You would look at it and go, okay, I don't get it, but I guess it's supposed to be mm-hmm. funny. I don't. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Yeah, interesting. Is there anything oh, you... else that you have well, I'll to read tell you us? Yes, tell it. Yes, you had another quote. One short book excerpt. One paragraph. So uh, uh, literally when the white man landed on the coast of Africa, he started doing his travel journals. So there's this one, uh, a a doctor, but traveling, and he wrote this. He goes, it was among the Sudanese that I found the most developed phallus, being nearly 12 inches in length with a diameter of two and a half inches. This was a terrific machine, and except for a slight difference in length, was more like the penis of a donkey than a man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I have a pretty thick skin, but seriously, reading this chapter of this book, my jaw was on the ground. <laughs> right? The book is so good. now you're a bunch of burrows. <laughs> and somebody said it was so large as to be I haven't heard any okay, brothers really then. talking about it. I can't work out. I have difficulty walking. It does, you know, because it drags on the floor. It gets caught everywhere. Like, come on. It's annoying. And then tie on it. It's just, I haven't heard it yet, though. <laughs> I don't know why. But that's all I Ooh. Naima, we have a caller. Let's take our caller. Okay. Hello, Hi. Naima. Hi. This is Goddess Erico. Yay, Erico's here. Hi, I have bronchitis, so I'm sorry if my voice is messed up. But um, I wanted to say, gorillas actually have one and a half inch long penises. They have some of the smallest penises of any animal. Um, Mm -hmm. So that might be something worth pointing out to clients who want to start talking about gorilla dick. Um, Yep. And I, yep. And I also wanted to bring up, um, yeah, the stuff in Japan was really interesting. When I was living there and I had a white boyfriend, um, Japanese guys would look over at his dick in the urinals because they were convinced that he was going to have this, like, enormous cock. Uh-huh. And <laughs> as a dom, I still get um, 
yeah, I get a lot of calls from Asian men who really get turned on by the idea of being cuckolded by a white man or big white cock or whatever. So it's weird how this um, kind of complex gets transferred across different racial lines. It is interesting because mm-hmm. I've never had an I have never had one of those calls. I have never had an Asian discuss that like, I, ever. That's that's why I think it was cool that you brought that up. Yeah, I never I, I would have thought that that a was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing I wanted to mention about the kids in Japan who do blackface, it's called gangwudo, and it literally means blackface. And I've talked to them, and I asked them, like, what is this style? And they're like, we're trying to look black. We're trying to look like Lil' Kim or P. Diddy or whoever. And so that really mm-hmm. blew my mind. But it's almost kind of, like, naive and innocent because most of them have never, ever even met a black person. They're just really into hip-hop culture, and they're trying to emulate it. So... It's hard to contextualize it when it's in this weird vacuum as opposed to being in the U.S. Isn't there something That's kind what I mean of about it being a weird the time. jacket, blonde hair, the blue contacts, the California kid kind of look thing? Well, there's there's a couple of different styles. So there's the gongoro, which is like actually like they wear Afro wigs and do their face really black. And sometimes they even do white lipstick and like white eyeliner, sort of like the Al Jolson original minstrelly yeah. like I don't think they're trying to look minstrelly yeah. but they do and then there's another style which is the more the California um, and I think that's just the Gyaru style where it's like the blonde, the blue eyes and that's kind of a different thing so mm-hmm. yeah it is really hard to kind of like explain to a Japanese person why that's fucked up if they've never actually met a black person or try to explain yeah. it to an American yeah mm-hmm. so, so that's interesting yeah yeah. Yeah. And I want I guess to say for the record, one of the biggest cocks I've ever seen was on a Japanese man. So I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Ta-da! See, this is what I mean about generalizing. Ta-da! There's always going to be an exception to every single rule. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've met some some black men with really small cocks. So exactly. That's about. Okay. That's about the size of it, literally. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I think with all guys, it's like they just think if there's a man who has more sexual prowess, or at least he perceives that he is, he's gonna fetishize yeah. that and turn it into something sexual. So, of course, and a lot of times it's like trauma or a wounding that mm. gets turned becomes eroticized as a way of like coping. So, I think yeah. that's where a lot of cuckolding comes from. Yeah. Mhm. Agreed. Do you have any insights? Do you have any Latin callers? I have a. Um, oh, I don't. But he's like big black cock. <laughs> Interesting. I'm, I was going to say any Latin callers I've had. Any Latin callers I've had have been obsessed with big black cock. I have never had one go. Oh, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with white cock. I have never had a call like that, ever. No, it's only the Asian guys that are obsessed with white cock. It's weird. And I've had Indian guys who are obsessed with the idea of Japanese people dominating them. Actually, I have had one guy who wanted to be gang-banged by super well-hung Asian guys. And that was actually sort of, like, refreshing for me. Refreshing. Because his whole fantasy yeah. was, like, yeah. I was going to take him to a Yakuza bar, and all these Japanese guys who didn't speak English were going to whip out these huge cocks and, like, gang-bang him. And I'm like, this is never the stereotype that you see in culture, so it just made me really no. happy in a funny way. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, so, that's that is 
That's really cool. Do, I wonder if she was going to do yeah. the little Japanese porno screen. <laughs> the little Japanese porno screen? What? Yeah. I find a lot of times in the Japanese pornos, the girls do these little squeaky moans instead of like, oh, I don't know, it's God. different. Oh, God. Yeah, Japanese porn is a little worse. Yeah. It's more of a, it's like a whimper. It's like a, yeah, it's a whimper. Yeah. Yeah, Japanese porn is really kind of super problematic. But anyway, (laughs) yeah. Well, thank you for calling in, Erica. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for letting me uh, chime in. Been really great. So I love your Twitter so much. You crack me up all the time. You're brilliant. And thank you, Dr. Sue, for hosting. This has been a great episode. You are very welcome, Erica. Thank you for your commercial. Today. All right. All right. And hold tight. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hello. You are on the air. Hello. Hi. This is Mr. Kiara. Hi, Kiara. Hello. How are you doing? The recipient of all those lovely bites. I'm so just like, I I posted pictures of Davros' girlfriends because I'm actually wearing them right now because we're in a snowstorm (laughs) in Michigan. But (laughs) my goodness, I'm so just. Well, do send us all an invite to the wedding, please. (laughs) Right? He's adorable. But uh, I had a question. I had a guy, you said, you know, we're talking about how you don't have any black guys wanting to see the big white cock humiliation stuff. But I did have this one black guy who called me who was like, I'm such a worthless man because, you know, I don't have a big black cock. I'm a black man with a small cock, and that makes me so worthless. And it made me feel bad. Like, like you're taking this fetish and, and personalizing it in such a way that's making yourself feel bad. This is what I mean about you've got to be careful with these things because if something is making you feel bad, then obviously don't, don't engage in it. Oh, definitely. I just, I wanted your opinion on sort of the whole involving people who aren't consenting because just like the existence of this fetish has involved this person's mind in a way where they didn't want to have this fetish but now they're like well I have this so I guess I might as well internalize it and make it a thing I want maybe like I don't know if that was his thought process behind it but that sort of was the vibe I was getting from him mm-hmm. I, I don't what know do you think, because sometimes I don't know if their feelings are really hurt or are they just really eroticizing it I mean you can have something inside of you that you're uncomfortable with it and you just go ahead and blow it up when you're aroused I don't know if he was really hurt but you could also tie this into the question that Dr. Sue said or asked, has the black man been reduced to his penis? So if you are a black man and you think your claim to fame is your penis and your penis is small, if that's all you think you are, of course you're going to feel like shit. So I don't know. Is that what he thinks black men are? Could be. That's kind of what it and, felt and again, like. Yeah, I think, and I just felt bad. <laughs> I think... That's another thing is that, again, with that gentleman I was talking to you guys about how, you know, the six foot four guy with the four inch penis, it puts pressure on black men if they aren't, quote unquote, hung like our friend, the donkey. (laughs) Like, (laughs) again, it's like, well, now you're putting pressure because it's expected that black men all have big dicks. So, mm-hmm. wouldn't, again, it just, every, it 
doesn't matter which way you turn. You want to know what we all need to do? We've got to accept difference. That's our biggest problem. Uh-huh. We need to learn to accept our differences because no one on this 100%. planet is exactly the same. I've got news for you guys. We're all snowflakes. <gasps> Not in that sense of the word. In the sense of the word, we are all intensely unique. And you can't oh, I would be get mad. What's that? What's I was that? So I'm a snowflake. <laughs> but carry but on. No, we are all very unique, and I would like to see us all get that through our heads. We try so hard to be like everyone else, and we can't. We try to fit into these stupid little boxes with labels. Mm-hmm. We are the only species that labels everything. Yep. And, you and think, it's what other species are there? There's more. That has kept us alive. <laughs> if we want to get into esoteric stuff. But we are. We we always have to label everything. We have to find ourselves under these labels. We have to define ourselves. And I think that's where you end up with high suicide rates. And you end up because everyone's trying to fit in when you don't. You can't. No. Nope. Just enjoy being you. If you got a small penis, enjoy it. If you got a big one, enjoy it. Who like let it go. But also let me Just enjoy it. Be you. <laughs> <laughs> I if saw you have a graph. big penis, just call me. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's another show, which by the way is April's show. We are doing, I'm going to, I was going to announce this later, but I'll do it now. In April, I am doing another penis show. We did a penis show a million years ago that was freaking perfect. I actually used portions of it in an audio that I did. Just so, because guys want to know, does it matter to women? So what we're going to do, I want all you girls to call in because we're going to go over this. I want to know what everyone's preference is. So we're going to, we're going to give them the truth on what everybody likes so that they can finally mm-hmm. see whether or not penis is an is- penis size is an issue. You know so I all my opinions to that show. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the perfect question which I won't I won't put it up now but mm-hmm. you're going to ha- you're going to be given a a choice. So you have to tell me what your choice is. Essentially, it's kind of like we're going to be doing a poll to see yeah. what every what be answering. answering. I preference is for April. I'm a big bitch. I like big dick. <laughs> I can handle big dick. Like I can understand really tiny that a big dick would scare the shit out of you. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Kiara, are you done? Yeah. We got another caller. Yeah, have that. It was great talking to you again. Thanks, darling. It was nice. for now. Hello. You are on the air and in bed with me and Naima. Hello. Hello? 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 Hello, who's this? 
<laughs> Hi, this is this is uh, Christy. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm very well. Good. Did you have a I, question I for just, Naima? I just, I guess I'm just curious as to, I don't know, I've, I've been a panty sissy for as long as I can remember, and I just think of nothing else but black cock lately. And I'm a pathetic little white boy, and I just, uh, it's, it's, it's so confusing, I guess, to me, thinking that I'm, you know, heterosexual, and that all I can do is fantasize about these big, black, well, I can delicious tell you cocks. what that is. That's super yeah. easy. Do you want to know why you yeah. do that? You mm, have yeah. what I call penis awe. It has nothing <laughs> to do with your sexuality. It's not uh-huh. penis envy. It is a little bit. But it has more to do with the fact that you yeah. as a submissive male are looking at superior cocks. You're not looking at the guy behind it. You're not looking at the guy going, oh, I really wish I could fall in love with him. You're, you're obsessed with the cock itself, not the man yeah. behind it. And it's because, one, you probably don't have anything that large, right? Mm, not, not as big as the ones that I'm, you know, fantasizing That's what about I'm constantly. So yeah. you're constantly obsessing yeah. over these huge cocks, you're looking at huge cocks as opposed to your own or even larger mm-hmm. than your own. You notice that you don't look at something like, again, I will ask you this, Christy. Why do mm-hmm. you think it was, it's black? Why black? What mm, is it? I don't know. Like, maybe you just said lately that this has been yeah. doing this. So where did it come from then? I don't know. I guess just, uh, I mean, I've, just, you know, I'm a daily panty wearer, so I guess I, 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 perhaps that's kind of softened me up for, you know, being, you know, more flexible or heteroflexible or however you want to refer to it. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess it just, yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, it, it's it's just, they're so just gorgeous. I mean, I. I okay, I but can, what if it was a great big, huge white cock? I don't know. There's just something. I, maybe it's just the. It's not as striking. You know, the color isn't as striking or beautiful as what I perceive mm-hmm. the black cock to be. I mean, or maybe it's too much like my own, or, or maybe I'm just looking for something more exotic. I don't. I don't know. So I'm going to be rude and ask a question. So you're thinking about cocks, but what are you? What are you thinking about doing with the cocks? I know you're not just like looking at statues of cocks. No, it's certainly not that. I mean, I, I generally just imagine it, you know, in my mouth or me stroking him and getting him fully erect and either, you know, maybe ready for a woman or, you know, or just uh, as a mm-hmm. fluffer of sorts, I guess. I don't, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely a hands-on, you know, kind of person and uh, definitely am fantasizing about pleasuring him or having him take me or... Have you ever sucked a dick before? I've never sucked a cock before, no. Uh-uh. But if I were... Do you think bounce to I me were, like you need to? I will, I <laughs> think, no, I'm dead serious. I think you, if this is something that is playing over and over and over and over again in your head, go out mm-hmm. and do it. What is stopping you from doing it? Uh, I don't know. I guess just sort of. The, what if I? <laughs> what if I really what? like if it? If you I suck guess. a dick, you want to know what happens if you suck a dick? I'm going to tell you the truth, Christy. You suck a All dick. All right, yes, ma'am. You 
burst into flames. And then oh. you become instantly mm-hmm. gay. Right. I'm just kidding. No. So you're I like, mean, nothing's going to happen to you, Christy. If you want to suck a dick, get out yeah. there and suck a goddamn dick. Otherwise, it's going to plague you. You're just going to be like, oh, what do I say? What do I say? Just go to a glory hole. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the more you well, wait, the more you go on binges, right? I mean, you yep. could be sucking one and focusing on it. Next thing you'll be in a semicircle of dicks because you waited too long. You'll be like on a, right. a cock crack. You don't want that, do you? No, I should you probably don't take care of this you now. Probably want, you probably want black cock because you think that a black guy will go ahead and treat you extra bad because maybe he will think that you're a sissy because you're white and maybe because he will be angry with you because you're white. So I don't think it's just the cock that you want. I think you want somebody to slam you good. Yeah, maybe it's a bit of the humiliation thing or, you know, wearing panties or something like that if he notices that and then, you know, get that either angers him or excites him or something. I guess I'm just fascinated by that male, black male power. Why do you think they have more power, though? They Couldn't a white guy have just as much power? I suppose. No? I don't know. There's just something something very imposing about a a big, black, muscular... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'll be in my gym, you know, working out, and I just can't take my eyes off of... <laughs> of some of these guys. I mean, they're just amazingly ripped, cut. I mean, I could, you know, I could work out all day long and never look that good. And uh, it's just seemingly so effortless for them. So you this just is need definitely a good coming from your, yeah, this is your submissive side. It's, it, and, and the other thing is, you got to remember, this uh-huh. isn't, it's not a fetish. It's a kink. Um, yeah. I, I, I honestly believe that what I would do in your position would be to get mm-hmm. out there and suck some dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only problem is, if you go to Glory Hall, you're not, probably not going to see a lot of black guys in Glory Hall. It's usually mm-hmm. white guys. No. You need no, to go on, like, trick, or Grinder on there. Yeah. You go yeah. on Grinder and go to Dark Cavern. Oh, Grinder, yeah. I've never tried that. That would be hot. Grinder, yeah. Dark Cavern. Grinder has become the new go-to for boys that want to get out there and suck some dick. There's a lot of hetero men on there who are sucking dick. It, it used uh-huh. to be a strictly gay app, but once everything closed down with Backpage and um, and all the personal and stuff that went down, then Grinder kind of picked up where everybody else left off, and that's yeah. the way everybody's connecting and sucking dick now. Mm-hmm. So those well, could be the reasons, not... or it could be that you have an evil black voice telling you that you should suck dick and that it's in your genetic nature to suck dick. And somebody evil <laughs> could be telling you that's why white boys have such thin lips. It's because it gives easy access to black cops. And they could there be saying go. some shit about how white boys have flat asses because it gives easy access to black cops. Somebody <gasps> is telling you some bad shit. That's why. <laughs> mm. I don't know who I'm, I'm would getting... say that. I don't know who would say right. that kind of shit. That person is a bad person. Very bad. Mm, I can't imagine. Mm, but for some reason, <laughs> I'm interested. <so. laughs> uh, well, thank you for well, calling, Christy. We really appreciate you calling in. Well, thank you. I'm going to go off and suck some cock now. So, yeah. Yay! Go do it. Go for it, Christy. <laughs> suck yeah, your yeah, ice cream. Yeah. Spend some quality time with your ice cream, Quitty. Go on now. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Christy. Well, Naima, have you got any last words? Because this thing's going to shut down pretty soon. 
Yeah, just real quick, just to sum it up, I mean, it's not all racism. There is a backstory. There's a sordid backstory. But sometimes guys just want to think about a big dick and listen to somebody tell them all the dirty things that they want to hear. And I'm and happy that's what to we're here for. That. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. And that's why exactly. you can visit my website, worshipbigblackcock.com, and I'll give you the dirt. You betcha, because you can find Nana on Night Flirt, too. I'm on Night Flirt, too, and I'm on Tale. You can listen to all my BBC stuff in secret with your headphones. Nobody has to know. (gasps) We won't tell. Well, I might. (laughs) (laughs) I don't promise anything. That's all hey, darling, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. i got to wrap this up because this thing is going to dump us very soon because once it gets oh, up okay, to the floor, it cuts again. us right off. All right. Happy Black History Month again. Take care, everybody. Right on, my friends. Take care, darling. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Bye. Well, guys, i got to say, this was a lot of fun, and I knew it would be because Naima is absolutely amazing, as you have just found out. Um, thank you, everybody, who was kind enough to hit up the chat room. We were jamming tonight. You guys make the show really rock. I mean, God, there's all kinds of people we had. Who do we have? Where's my list here? We had Literatrix and Mistress DJ and Mistress Lilith, and we had Incognito Thomas, and, my God, we had Kiara. Like, it was just jammed in there tonight. So thank you, guys. You guys are all amazing. It's so, it's, this is so much fun to do. This show is so much fun to do. And it's because of you guys that makes it fun. Um, Thank you again, Naima. I love you. Thank you so much for being so gracious to talk to us all about Big Black Cock or the British Broadcasting Corporation, whichever anyone wants to talk. The Big Black Cocks at the British Broadcasting Corporation, perhaps. Anyways, thank you, Sweet Pea. Um, By the way, links to Naima's website and everything are on the show page. So if you want to hit up Naima, definitely do. She's available on I Want Clips and Night Flirt for sure if you want to go and talk to her. Um, If you have a chance, you can hit up my latest article on the review, Dom or Psychopath. The similarities are astounding. But don't be so down on psychopaths, you guys. Like, just chill. Um, Head to thedrsuereview.com and you can read all about that. On the next show, as I've said, I'm going to be joined by the ever-fantastic Angela St. Lawrence, and we will be chatting about all things that are taboo. The fetishes that no one wants to talk about, but we all should. We'll be discussing whether or not one should engage in them and if they are, in fact, taboo at all. So be sure to join myself and Angela St. Lawrence on March the 12th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And when you get the chance, hop over to InBedWithDrSue.com and take the taboo fetish poll while you're there. By the way, just so I, we, we forgot to check the poll. We did a poll for Big Black Cock. I mean, really quick, just so you guys know what this is. Um, okay, so the three, it was, it, the, the thing was, what do you think of BBC? Um, first one was, I think the whole thing is racist as fuck. I'm a white man who is obsessed, obsessed with BBC, and I'm a woman who prefers BBC over white males. The one that came out the highest was, I think this whole thing is racist as fuck. Came in with 40 votes. So keep that in mind. It's kind of, it, this is what I mean. It, it's interesting. We kind of were all over the place on this. Just, again, common sense, you guys. It's really not very hard. Um, 
Oh, uh, don't forget, if you want your birthday promoted, if you're touring, if you're attending any upcoming conferences, um, if you have articles, books, any writing that you've done, of course, if you have a delicious brag bite, send, send, send them in. Just hit up inbedwithdrsue.com. Look under contact. You'll find all the appropriate places to send in your info. Be sure that you do so so that we can be promoing you on the show. Um, as I said before, heads up, ladies, in April, I'm going to be doing the penis show. I want to hear from everybody. We're going to be doing it live. I want everybody to call in. We're going to be discussing penis size preferences. Men want the truth, and we're going to give it to them. So if you want to be part of that show, actually hit me up on Twitter or either the websites. Let me know ahead of time that you want to be talking about it. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you all for being so magical and listening into all the shows. I do these shows for all of you guys so that you can educate yourselves and learn more about the fetish world around us. I love getting your emails and suggestions, so keep them coming. Until the next show, be kind to one another, uplift one another, but most of all, be happy. Good night, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.